Hello everyone, welcome or welcome back to another episode of In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. This week we're going to be talking about five essential habits that are really a part of my routine that I truly believe make my life so much easier as someone who works a normal, you know, nine to five type of job, has that nine to five sort of lifestyle, but then, you know, also works as a content creator so no matter what kind of job you work whether it is a true nine to five or not i think that these tips are things that can for the most part benefit you in whatever type of job you're in and whatever type of lifestyle you have because they're truly just things that with me being in the working world as a full-time adult and everything for the last year and a half it's taken a lot of fine-tuning for me because some of these things have not been in my routine the whole time that I've been doing this because honestly, I mean, working a full-time job and depending on the season of life you're in and what you have going on, your routine's going to change and it's going to require you to just switch things up as you change and as your life changes. And some things that may work for you in one season of life aren't going to work for you in all seasons of life. And I think it's really hard. Sometimes we're too hard on ourselves and we expect ourselves to uphold the same routine in different seasons of life, which I'll talk about later. But I truly think that these things that really just make working a are things that make working a corporate job in nine to five, having a nine to five sort of lifestyle, they're just the things that I think have made my life so much easier, kind of allowed me to buy back more time in my day in a way and really just streamlined a lot of things to make things a little bit more stress-free with this sort of lifestyle. So my goal with this episode is hopefully to help any of you feel like you can implement these things or feel inspired to implement these things or at least try them out because just because they work for me doesn't mean they're going to work for you and I'm not sitting here saying that you know every single one of these things is going to change your life I'm saying that they have the potential to whether that's right now in your current season of life or in another season of life down the road hopefully it'll at least inspire you to just try some things out because if there's one thing I've learned in the post-grad world as a working adult it is that you truly have to just try different things in order to figure out what's right for you i've gone through so many different routines in this last year and a half and i really feel like i'm in one right now that truly just sticks so well and it just really supports all of the other endeavors of my life that i have going on right now like wedding planning and being a content creator i just truly think my current routine just supports that on top of having my nine to five like corporate job so i hope that this episode is helpful for y'all inspires y'all to just try some things out and maybe switch some things up and hopefully you know maybe try some of the things i specifically mentioned out so before we get into the episode i do want to say one thing i went and looked at the podcast reviews the other day which i don't really i always honestly forget to even look at them but i know i always encourage you all to leave a rating which if you haven't already please do so because it does help the show out a lot and someone had mentioned something about the ads and i actually had no idea that the ads that played were anything other than the Spotify for podcasters one that I I personally read out and that one is just available through the platform I use to upload my podcast it's not like I you know am in contact with people from Spotify and they're asking me to do this it's just sort of one that they kind of put on your account for you to do when you have a podcast I guess and you have to like meet certain criteria in order to have it offered as an ad read I didn't realize like I know that I have ads in my episodes but I thought that it was just I don't know I think that the way the ads work the ones that play that aren't me talking that are like actually from other companies and stuff I did want to say because someone said that they didn't seem like authentic to me and like my 
um, podcast. I don't choose what the ads are outside of the Spotify for Podcasters one. It's truly based on like where you live, your age, just like demographic type of data. So if you get like a weird ad, it's probably has something to do with, you know, where you live and what the people around you are, you know, Googling and or what's a common, I don't know, thing in your area. So that's kind of what the ads are based off of. But I didn't even realize that there were other ads besides the one I read on my podcast. So now I know that. Um, I guess I'm just really not that professional of a podcaster for not knowing that. And then um, also this podcast I love so much and it's truly just like a child of mine. And I really, someone had mentioned, you know, not it being like a cash grab. And this is like the farthest thing from a cash grab because this takes a chunk of time out of my week every week and while I do make money off of it it's not you know like crazy amounts of money because I don't have any like contracted ads through other brands which that's how podcasters really make most of their money I just get the ad revenue like from the um ad plays not like brand deal ad revenue which there is a difference it's kind of like the difference between the ad revenue you get on YouTube from when someone watches a video versus being paid by a brand for a sponsorship in a video. It's the same thing with podcasting. And when a brand is paying you for an ad, it's substantially more than what you get from just like your ad revenue. So this is, I don't ever want anyone to think that this is something that I'm doing just for the money because trust me, like I could save myself a lot of just time in my week if I didn't do the podcast. And it's truly just something that I love doing because I really love the community we have. It's small, but it's strong. And I just feel really close to you all. And I just really love being able to go in depth about things that I would share on my YouTube channel and stuff. But this is just obviously the better platform for long form talking. So that's why I have the podcast. So I can expand on things that um, I would like to talk about with my YouTube audience, which I know a lot of y'all kind of listen to the podcast and watch YouTube. So I don't ever want y'all to think that anything I'm doing is just a cash grab because if anything, y'all should know how much my heart is in content creating because of the fact that I take the time out of my week to upload a podcast and a YouTube video every single week on top of my nine to five. Like I don't need, you know, the money from the content creation. Like it is really great and it helps, but you know, I have a full-time job and I work in a field that, you know, does pay well as you move up. So it's like, I don't, it's not like I'm relying on this. So I don't want anyone to ever think that I truly do it because I love it. And the money that I do get from it, I'm so blessed to have. And it truly is a really great perk because honestly, it has helped me so much because it helps me pay for a lot of wedding related things right now, especially. And then it helped me, you know, save a lot of money last year when, we were buying our house and everything, but I don't want to ramble on too long. So I just wanted to make that little disclaimer because I was reading the reviews and someone kind of like mentioned it being a cash grab. And I was just like, I don't, I really hope nobody feels that way because that hurts if anybody thinks that I'm just doing this for money, because trust me, my life, I would just have a lot more free time and probably be a lot less stressed if I wasn't doing all that I'm doing, but I'm doing it because I love it. And it's just, it's a creative outlet for me. Like I need the time of, you know, planning podcast episodes and I need the time of editing videos to just feel sane because it's truly just something that I can kind of like lose myself in. Whereas my full-time job just like drains me because of, you know, it's, it's 
sitting at a desk all day that drains just about anybody and i'm not saying it to complain i'm just saying the importance of having a creative outlet so if you take anything from this let it be you know find yourself a creative outlet because they can do wonders for you and really make you perform better in your other areas of life and maybe not even it's not even about performing better it's just about feeling more balanced and there's nothing i can advocate more than feeling balanced and trying to have a good balance in your life because I know firsthand that, you know, if you go too hard in one area, it can really run you down and spreading yourself too thin also isn't great, but finding as much of a balance as you can is definitely really powerful. And me having my creative outlet through the podcast and through creating videos is really helpful for me and really just helps me feel like I am, you know, really stepping into like my purpose and that kind of thing. Whereas I don't really get that sense of fulfillment from my full-time job. So sorry for getting on my little soapbox there. I don't like to get too off topic and everything, but I did just want to say that, but definitely leave an episode if you do enjoy the podcast or leave an episode, leave a review if you enjoy the podcast, because it does help the show a lot. And even if you have constructive criticism, like totally open to it. I'm not somebody that's only going to accept positive compliments because that's just not really me being a good content creator, if that's the case. But I did just want to say, you know, please know that I do this just because it, I, I know that it helps me a lot, but I know that it also helps a lot of you. And it's, you know, definitely not about the money at the end of the day. So if it was, I probably would have stopped doing this a long time ago, to be honest, because it wouldn't be worth all the extra time and effort. And let's go ahead and get into the quote for this week and the goal. And I'm going to be sharing a favorite this week. So my quote this week comes from Pinterest and it says, just a reminder that there's so much more that we still don't know about ourselves. And that's what makes life so beautiful. Next year, you could find your next favorite musician or fall in love with someone you haven't even met yet. You might see a new shade of green that will become your new favorite color, or you could become obsessed with a new food that you thought you once hated. We change as life goes on. We grow as life changes. Our experiences shape us into a new person, and it's beautiful. I really like this quote because I think that having that mindset of there's so much that we haven't learned about ourselves, there's so much that we haven't tried that is out there for us and waiting for us and just it's not a matter of if we're going to find those things it's when you know there's going to be so many things that you end up loving and being obsessed with that you haven't even been introduced to yet whether it's you know a new favorite sweater that you're going to keep in your closet for the next 20 years or like this quote says a new favorite musician which is like one of the best feelings in the world is when you like find new music and can really just lose yourself in it and there's so much out there and I think it's one of those things that when you kind of remind yourself of this and keep this in your mind and just really adopt it as a mindset of having that hope for all that's yet to come kind of idea it truly just is one of those things that does remind you that life is so beautiful and it's one of those things that reminds you to live and to be grateful for your experiences and also just to look forward to the next day because you don't know what it may hold you know you may find that new favorite musician tomorrow or you may find your new favorite go-to cup of coffee for the mornings and that is reason enough to you know just get up and keep going because those are beautiful things that truly just make life worth living and they're those things that make you feel like you're living life and you're not just you know stuck in autopilot so I really liked that quote and my goal for this week I'm pre-recording this episode a few weeks ahead 
but when this episode comes out, it will be close to my bachelorette trip. So my goal for the week when this podcast episode comes out, because yes, I'm already thinking this far in advance. Um, I My goal is to really just go ahead and get my podcast done, which it should be because I'm already two weeks ahead right now when I'm recording. But make sure the podcast is done, have my YouTube videos ready to go, and just have all that taken care of so that my bachelorette weekend, I can truly just not have to worry about getting anything done as soon as I get back because I pretty much jump straight into a busy two weeks at work as soon as I'm done with my bachelorette trip, which does stink a little bit, but it'll be okay. But I really just want to be able to soak in the bachelorette trip afterwards and not be, you know, like frantically trying to get a video up or get a podcast up when I get back and having to cram like some work for YouTube and content creating stuff. So I really just want to stay on top of everything and be ahead so that I don't have to worry about all of that when I'm going on my trip. So really, and this is like the perfect week to do all of this and like just get ahead, plan ahead, plan for like some fall context. I really just want to maximize that and I just love fall so much this time of year is just glorious I know I've talked about it in recent podcasts but with college football being back I swear I have just been rebirthed into a new person I just feel so much more I don't know excited all the time I feel like my overall mood is just a lot better in the fall and don't get me wrong I love summer but it gets to a point in Houston when it's just too hot to even try and convince yourself that you're having a good time because it's way too hot um and you just kind of have to keep yourself inside so it's it's kind of funny because in the north it's like in the winter time you're trapped inside in the winter because it's too cold to be outside or you're snowed in and literally the opposite of that is true for houston it's too hot to do anything outside so you just are trapped inside because if you're outside for more than like 10 minutes you literally are just melting and getting really dehydrated and it's just not a good time once it gets hot enough so and this morning it was like 75 degrees outside when I went and got coffee with my fiance and we just every like 10 seconds we're like man it feels so nice out and it wasn't even 75 when we went it was 75 like early this morning when we woke up and then it was 85 when we were getting coffee and we were sitting there saying 85 felt amazing which you know that's a problem when you're saying 85 feels like fall weather but Anyways, I just, it's funny to me that like the opposite is true for the South where it's like we keep ourselves inside in the summer and then the North keeps themselves inside in the winter. But I will say in the North, you kind of like have to because of being snowed in. So yeah, but anyways, yeah, I really want to take advantage of um, the time this week when this podcast episode comes up to get ahead and just plan ahead for like fall content and everything. And there's no better time to do so honestly, because I think work-wise, this week that this podcast episode is going to be coming out it's going to be definitely nowhere near as crazy as it has been because my main deadline of the year will be over and I will have my time and my evenings back because I've definitely had to work late with the deadline and everything lately and getting on earlier and everything so I definitely want to take advantage of that extra time in the evenings and in the mornings to not only just like give myself some time the rest so I'm not just go 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 but also just definitely when I'm feeling like it just getting ahead on something so I can make my life easier for when I get back from my bachelorette trip so that's my goal and my favorite this week I wanted to share that I am obsessed with the Chobani maple glazed donut um, creamer right now I believe it's a plant-based creamer and I got mine from HEB and if you want to 
engaged in fall coffee but you don't want to get anything pumpkin-y definitely try this creamer out it tastes exactly like what it is called maple glazed donut i will say it's definitely just kind of a sweeter maple flavor it's not really like you can taste a literal donut in it but it smells just like maple and i find that it just goes well in iced coffee and in hot coffee and i think a lot of fall creamers in my opinion just are so much more smooth of a flavor and taste so much more natural and hot coffee but the reason why I love this one is because it really blends well in both hot and iced coffee so I'm still drinking iced coffee for the most part right now because of how hot it is still but I really like that it can go in both and I'm somebody that like loves pumpkin coffee and everything but I typically will really only get it out because a lot of pumpkin creamers at home I'm not too obsessed with and if I have it like every pumpkin every day in my coffee at home I get sick of it I more so prefer like other kind of fall flavors like the maple and um, apple kind of flavors in hot coffee and then just using pumpkin pie spice instead of like the artificial pumpkin flavor and creamer and just keeping the pumpkin stuff for when I go get like a pumpkin cream cold foam at Starbucks or get a pumpkin coffee like out so definitely try that creamer out if y'all haven't already if you can find it so just wanted to share that but let's go ahead and get into the episode and the five things that I do and really just the five essential habits I have in my routine that make my nine to five lifestyle work so much better for me. So the very first thing, it's kind of like a two in one sort of point, but the first part of it is to meal prep lunches on Sunday. This is something my fiance and I started doing probably in June, I wanna say, and it has truly just changed our life because one of my fiance's pain points as somebody who works eight to five in an office and like goes in office every single day he was really struggling with lunch because he just didn't really know what to take for lunch we had experimented with you know buying like a lot of like pre-made just like salad kits and that kind of thing but it was honestly pretty expensive just buying those like pre-made wraps and salad kits and everything because we just are pretty busy and don't really have a ton of time to make that every single night you know like make a new lunch for the next day and he also you know didn't want to be buying lunch out every day and you know wanted to be eating relatively balanced and healthy for the most part so we were just like what can we do to like make this easier and we were like let's just like experiment with meal prepping and see how it works and we've pretty much been doing it every single week since we started and don't get me wrong it sucks so much on Sundays and I dread that part of my day but let me tell you how I do it because I think the way that we sort of implement it in our Sunday makes it a lot more bearable so we don't wait until the evening to do it we meal prep sort of in the late morning early afternoon so like right before or right after lunch because I typically pick up groceries on Sunday mornings after I work out and I always do curbside which I'll get to that in a second but picking up the groceries and then I come home and we have all the groceries we need and then we go ahead and just knock out the meal prepping together and it seriously just saves one so much money because my fiance is like not having to buy lunch out you know one plus days a week and I used to honestly like I would go pick something up for lunch sometimes like I'd say every other week and I would you know just not really ever I hated eating lunch at home because I just never really could feel like what I wanted to eat and I didn't like taking time out of my lunch break to have to cook something so now I just have to take the time to heat something and with TikTok and like Pinterest and everything there are so many wonderful recipes out there 
And I highly recommend just kind of having a recipe bank on your phone, whether that's just like a folder on your TikTok or if you have in your notes app uh, links to all of your favorite recipes or ones you want to try. Definitely set something like that out so you can just go to it and have it there for you to pull ingredients from so you know what you need to get from the store and so you can access the recipes really easily. We've made some that we don't love that much. We've made some that we love a lot. Um, We found some really incredible meals just like on TikTok and Instagram and everything. And there's just so much great stuff out there and we will, you know, meal prep it. And it typically is, we normally just make enough for like Monday to Thursday for both of us. And then on Friday, um, usually my fiance gets lunch with like people he works with or people he um, is friends with that he like just works close by to and in the same area and everything. So that's kind of how we do it. And it's been such a game changer because not having to worry about lunch has just really made my lunch break so much better because I'm able to take my time on lunch breaks and I'm able to, you know, take my dog on a longer walk and I'm able to you know, maybe pick up around the house a little bit, or if I have anything I need to do for YouTube or anything, I can take the time to do that a lot more easily. Because if I'm cooking a full on lunch, it usually takes me a good, you know, like 30 minutes. And then most of my lunch break's kind of done. And I don't like that feeling. And that's, you know, me working from home. And it's, I know it's like way worse when, you know, you're not working from home and you don't have that amount of time. So it's definitely changed the game for us. And then a side point I wanted to make off of that is to do grocery pickup with like curbside pickup instead of going physically in the stores not only will you spend less money more than likely because you're not browsing and getting random stuff you don't need that just like is packaged cool or has good branding and you're you know becoming a victim of good marketing and just buying random things that you don't need but you also are just saving yourself so so much time and if you're a busy person you have a lot going on whether you just have a lot of hobbies or you've got a side hustle or you've got kids or you're in school seriously anywhere you can save yourself time you should really be opting to do it as much as you can because you will thank yourself for it when you realize how much time it saves i'll go into trader joe's like every other week or every three weeks and that's my one in-person shopping trip and i'm usually not in there for longer than 15 minutes because i usually know exactly what i'm getting and then i get out but i truly think doing curbside pickup makes a world of a difference and it saves me so much time especially because grocery stores here in Houston just being in such a big city and anywhere where you're in just like a very highly populated city grocery stores can just be so overstimulating and stressful for no reason and I like save myself so much stress from all of the overstimulation and just it being really crowded and everything and having to like wait in long lines or you know just being in a very congested area for a long period of time and that sort of thing just really flusters me so I can truly just protect my peace by doing curbside pickup you know and to continue with how we do it the reason why I say to do it around lunchtime is because if you're doing it right before you go to bed for the next day one I think it'll be really hard to actually follow through with doing the meal prepping if you wait to do it at the end of the day on Sunday because who wants to be doing something like that like right in their last hours of the weekend you know what I mean and I don't know about you guys but after like three o'clock on Sundays I kind of am just like okay I'm you know really just doing my own thing whether that's going to the pool reading hanging out on the couch or you know finishing up editing a YouTube video or something that's kind of my time after three o'clock on Sundays I will be a productive queen in the morning 
and in the early afternoon but after like three o'clock I'm just like no I need the rest of this day to myself before I have a full-on work week so that's why I say to do lunchtime and then the number one rule that we didn't didn't initially follow and this is kind of like the whole point of me sharing all of these tips is because I've like tested these things and I have fine-tuned them to work perfectly for me based off of finding what works and what doesn't work and initially when we were meal prepping on Sundays we were doing it sort of right before dinner and then we would cook dinner right after and then we'd realize we were in the kitchen for like three hours on our Sunday evening and we were like what the hell this sucks and we hated it so I was like I don't know how much longer we could be doing this meal prepping stuff because I don't know about you but I don't like being in the kitchen this long on my Sunday evening so we were like how can we like make this better so we just bumped it up to lunchtime and Sunday is a designated eating out day for us now or we will get dinner with my fiance's parents or go to his fiance's my fiance's parents for dinner or something on Sundays because you know we as we typically eat out like once or twice a week and that's kind of our schedule you know we eat for dinner we have follow fresh for three nights which i think is also a really good point if you can you know make the meal prep kits work for you with your lifestyle and with the cost of them i definitely recommend doing those too because they definitely make things a little bit more efficient time-wise and make things more efficient grocery wise but we will typically make hello fresh for three nights and then we'll make our own food for two nights and then eat out for two nights and that's kind of like our weekly plan and when I say eat out I don't mean like going to a nice restaurant where you like sit and eat it's usually like a fast casual pickup or something like that or we'll eat at my fiance's parents we see them a lot um so that's kind of what we do but I truly think that making the meal prep at lunchtime and then having the Sunday evening your dinner don't make yourself miserable by making yourself be in the kitchen for a long time meal prepping and then making yourself go right back in the kitchen a few hours later to cook dinner. I truly think that it just makes it so much more enjoyable of a process and so much more sustainable for doing it every single week for a long period of time. It's just a lot more sustainable to do it um, where you have your night of eating out on the day that you meal prep because I just think that that makes a lot more sense honestly and that's what we started doing probably about a month ago and it's just made meal prepping a lot more manageable and not feel as miserable for us so we definitely do enjoy that and I will say with meal prepping finding recipes that use crock pots or instant pots really anything where you know you're not really having to bust out your pans and all that kind of thing where you can just kind of like throw everything in and let it cook and then put it in bowls those are the best ones to make you know you may have to do a little like chopping and dicing to start things out but anything where you're having to you know like cook it in a pan and then like cook something else in a saucepan that can be a little much but it's truly just best if you can you know find as many of those crock pot and instant pot recipes as you can and we honestly prefer recipes that have either like ground meat or um, which that's not in a crock pot or instant pot. You do have to cook that, but we just find that ground meat reheats a lot better. And I'm sorry if this podcast is just like weird. I'm like sitting here talking about ground beef and ground chicken, but I'm trying to give you all like super specific things that I have found that have made these things really easy because like I said, these are tried and true. I have, you know, fine-tuned these little five points that I'm going to be sharing with you all and found out what works best for us. But truly ground meat, cooking that works best for reheating purposes and then we really like anything that uses shredded chicken we have found that we don't like using anything with just a chicken breast and it's you know cooked form or a sliced chicken breast or a diced chicken breast 
We don't really care for stuff like that with meal prep because it doesn't tend to reheat as evenly and as well, and it doesn't taste as good. Um, so we really like doing things with shredded chicken, um, like where you cook it in like an Instant crock pot and then shred it in your little bowl, or using ground meat or using chicken sausage. Chicken sausage is really great too for meal prep. So those are some little ideas if you're trying to get into meal prepping. So now that that point's done, number two is to have tidy sessions, just like little time block tidy sessions as soon as I get home from work. And I know I work from home most of the time, but I still wanted to share this point because it can still be applicable if you work from home. But with work, when I on the days that I go in office, I kind of force myself when I get back home, all I want to do is like kick off my shoes and sit on the couch. And don't get me wrong, I do that. But as soon as I get home, instead of letting myself do that, I will give myself, you know, 10 or 15 minutes and I'm like, okay, pick up, you know, whatever you can, tidy up whatever you can. And I swear it just makes me feel so much more relaxed when I'm like going to bed later that evening. And, you know, it's so easy to just walk in the door and like kick off your shoes, drop your bag right there and take off your coat right there and like just kind of create a mess when you come home. But I find that, you know, when I go upstairs and I clean up my makeup bag from that morning and put everything back in its spot and my skincare back in its spot and then, you know, I start a load of laundry and I pick up my dirty clothes that are on the floor and I put my shoes back where they go and maybe I wipe down the kitchen counters really quick. Just taking 15 minutes to kind of just do whatever needs done in that amount of time and then letting yourself sit down. I just think that you feel so much more actually relaxed because I would typically sit down when I would get home from work. And this is if I don't have to get back on my computer. Because a lot of times when I go in office, I have to get back on the work when I get home. So these are on the days what I'm talking about. These are on the days when I don't have to do that. And I'm kind of sharing this because I think most people probably that will utilize this tip are the people who go in office a lot more frequently and like come home and they're done for the day type of thing. So I truly think that this can one, just keep your environment a lot more neat. And as a result, you know, less clutter around you and less mess around you will help you feel more at peace and just not feel so chaotic internally. So I truly think it's a great tip and it's something that I definitely have adopted. And I kind of try to follow this same rule with when I get home from like F45 classes in the morning when I work out, I kind of treat that first you know, little bit, or I've been trying to treat it. It's probably not my first 15 minutes. It's more so of like my, after my first 15 minutes is when I do it. Cause I feel like my first 15 minutes, I'm, you know, making my protein smoothie and I'm letting my dog out of her kennel, taking her on a walk and everything. So once all of that's done, then I kind of take 15 minutes to do that before I like shower and start my day and everything. So that one is definitely really helpful. And then going off of that, you know, using your lunch break, if you work from home to do this is also a great way you can do it. You know, say you have to walk your dog at lunch or let your dog outside, or maybe you don't have a pet and you just, you know, set a timer for 15 minutes and just straighten up and tidy up what you can. And it'll, it'll really just help you feel a lot more relaxed at the end of the day. And this tip may not do much for you or you may not think it's that powerful but I am somebody that's very impacted by their environment and if I have a messy environment and there's stuff everywhere I truly just feel like I can't rest when I go to sit down and watch tv or when I go to you know sit down and read a book I just feel like I can't really rest or the rest doesn't feel as restorative if my environment is super chaotic so that's why I like to prioritize doing this or at least try to so I really think that you know, for me personally, one of the biggest things that has helped in this regard has been folding laundry on my lunch break. 
because I am the worst about folding laundry. I'm great about doing it and everything, but folding it and putting away, hate it so much. My fiance and I kind of split it up, but I usually will do the folding and then he'll put away a lot of the stuff. With the folding, I can just be really, really bad about letting things sit in the basket all week. And then all of a sudden it's time to do laundry again. And none of the clean laundry from last week has even been put away yet. So then we have to dump our laundry basket on the bed and there's this whole mountain and so that we can use the laundry basket for the dirty clothes. And it's just this whole mess. So I can be really bad about that, but something I've started doing recently is even if I don't finish folding the laundry, if I at least start it on my lunch break and I, you know, throw a YouTube video on and I do it for 15 or 20 minutes, I can get a lot of laundry folded in 15 or 20 minutes, typically all of it. Um, but sometimes we have a ton and I can't do all of it and I won't put it away right then. Like I'll just leave it out on the bed after folding it. And then my fiance will typically put it away when he gets home. And that's something that's been so helpful. And because I, we meal prep now, I'm able to take that time on my lunch break that I would be trying to figure out what to eat and assembling a meal. I'm able to use that time to truly just go ahead and take care of some laundry, which has been so life-changing for me and very helpful and don't get me wrong I don't take an hour lunch break every single day by any means I try to take at least like 30 minutes every day but during busy season sometimes it's like you know a 25 minute break sometimes it's 45 minute it doesn't really it's not a consistent thing but on the days where I find that I can take a full hour for my lunch break and I do as much as I can I definitely like doing that so the third thing is probably has probably been the most transformative for me out of all of these and that is waking up two and a half hours before I start work I actually it's so funny because I started doing this I guess back in late May or maybe sometime in early June is when I really started becoming like a strictly morning workout person and started working out pretty much every day of the week besides like one day of the work week at least in the morning before work and I go to a 6 30 workout class pretty much religiously every single day except one during the work week now and I've been doing that since early June so it's been what I guess all of June all of July all of August and now you know a little bit of September I've been doing this for like three months at this point and it's been such a game changer and it's so funny because I think I think it was like two weeks ago I saw a TikTok and this girl was talking about how much of an impact waking up two and a half hours before she starts work is and I was like oh that's funny like I I was reading the comments and everybody was just kind of giving her crap like I roll out of bed five minutes before my I have to get on my first call or and stuff like that and everybody's different I get it but it was funny because she said that and I was like oh that's a really good tip but then I realized that I was already doing that and then I was like oh I'm I literally wake up two and a half hours almost on the dot before I start work so I was like that's funny that mine's the exact same amount of time and I truly think that it also has changed my life so I saw that and it was just very validating because I was like wait yeah you're right like this does help a lot and it made me really sit and reflect about how different the last three months have been in terms of my like just overall how I feel during the workday, and then also just my overall I feel like mental health in general and I truly just feel like this has just transformed my mental health I feel like my day doesn't a hundred and I mean it does pretty much 100% revolve around work and I do have days where I feel like that but I used to feel like when I would just wake up and kind of have 30 minutes and then I'd have to kind of like rush and start work I just truly felt like I was just chained to my desk in a way and I still feel that way sometimes especially on long days obviously but I was you know like you when you wake up and you're just kind of 
I don't know, getting online right away almost. It's just, how do you expect your mental health to, you know, be that great? I guess it can just be so much better if you, and I'm not saying you have to work out every single morning. I'm just saying get up earlier because for me, it creates this window of me time that I'm like, nobody's going to ping me. Or if they do, they can freaking wait because it's not like I don't need to get back to them at, you know, 730 in the morning. That's their problem if they're pinging me at 730 in the morning. And I mean, there are some instances where I do have to do that. (laughs) And it's typically during like one specific project when I have to get on earlier. But that's besides the point. I truly just love having that time in the morning to myself where, you know, I'm like, I have this time. I'm not rushed to hop on the work. It's like I can rely on getting up in the morning, going and getting my workout in, taking my dog on a nice walk, taking my time making my coffee, taking a body shower. And then I typically have anywhere from like 30 to 45 minutes to just do whatever. Some mornings that's reading. If I'm like really into the book I'm reading, I will read during that time. If I have work to do for YouTube, I will do that YouTube work during that time, whether that's editing a video or working on a brand deal, whatever it may be. Or maybe I'll edit some Instagram reels or something during that time. Whatever it is, it's just definitely so powerful to have that extra time in the morning. And I think the most powerful part of it is it just gives your brain time to truly wake up and you're just giving yourself free time, basically. And for me, going and working out in the morning and having that much time before I'm logging onto my computer, it has given me such an increased ability to focus and think clearly from the moment I log onto my computer instead of my brain sort of waking up with me really slowly for the first like two hours of my morning, which is how I used to feel during my workday when I would just sort of, you know, wake up at like 7.45 and start work at 8.30. And it it just felt like my brain was kind of slowly turning on in that first two hours of my day. And it would maybe take me a little bit longer to get things done in the morning because I felt like my brain was kind of working out. And I overall just felt a lot more brain fog and I felt like I couldn't think as clearly. But now that I like work out in the morning and I get those endorphins flowing and I get that energy out, my brain is just like awake and on for the day. And unless I just like don't really get enough sleep the night before, which isn't usually the case, I'm usually you know, asleep by 1030 at the absolute latest and I wake up at like 550. So that's kind of like enough sleep for me. I know it might not be for everybody, but I usually try to be asleep by 10, but it's usually 1030 at the absolute latest. And it's just been such a game changer for me. And I was telling my fiance's dad about this earlier this week. I was literally like, because this past week I worked out every single weekday during the morning. And I don't typically do that because I typically do a Sunday morning and then I'll do like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and I skip Wednesday because it's like a cardio day at 45 and I just don't care for the full cardio days, which are Wednesdays and Saturdays. But then this week I didn't go on Sunday and I kind of told myself, I was like, well, maybe I'll just go on Wednesday since I missed Sunday. But then I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't have to like make it up. You know, it doesn't work like that. That's not really how working out has to be. So I was like, whatever, I'll just go if I feel like it on Wednesday. But typically on the days that I don't work out in the morning, I had noticed you know, even if I woke up at the same time, I just felt so much more brain fog during the day. And I felt so much more tired because like I said, I've been doing this for a long time where I've been going four out of the five weekdays during the week. And on Wednesdays, I've consistently noticed that I am struggling on Wednesdays and I just feel so much more tired. So this past week, 
I knew that it was going to be, I mean, a really busy week at work because it's a week before deadline. And I was like, I really got to, you know, get a lot done during the day. I need to be, you know, mentally alert. I can't be like wasting any time trying to figure things out because my brain just doesn't feel like it's working basically. So I literally went to an F45 class on Wednesday morning. I went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And my motivation behind going on Wednesday was literally the way that I knew I would feel the rest of the day because of how much more awake my brain would feel. And I was like, I don't want to feel just super mentally fatigued and like lethargic all day just from not getting that movement in in the morning. So I was, I really wanted to sleep in because I didn't sleep good the night before, but I was like, honestly, like I need that movement to be awake enough to like work my job efficiently today. So that was the motivation behind me going. And seriously, I just so look forward to my mornings when I like get to go downstairs, eat my little date bites. I usually meal prep date bites too when I meal prep lunches and I make those to have right to just pop in my mouth or like grab in my hand to take with me to my car before I go work out in the morning. And I look forward to having one of those because they're so yummy. And then I work, I look forward to having half of my Alani new energy drink before I go too. It just makes a world of a difference. And I look forward to doing that. I look forward to the workout and the way I feel after the workout. And seriously, that first like two weeks to a month of you getting in the routine of waking up early absolutely sucks. There's no doubt about it. But seriously, if you can just get past that hump, you're going to start craving it and it's just going to become second nature for you and you're just really going to enjoy it a lot more. So I definitely recommend trying that. And I think that, you know, for me personally, I think we all know that feeling of, and I know I especially do when, you know, you're working on something at work and you have something really complex that you're working on and it takes a lot of brain power to, you know, think through it and like, you have to actually truly use your brain. It's not like you're doing this mundane, repetitive task that doesn't require any amount of brain power. And it feels so good when I'm able to like clearly think through those more complex situations at work because I, you know, got up and moved during the morning and gave myself plenty of time before for my brain to wake up before work. Seriously makes a world of a difference because on the days where I would just roll out of bed and kind of rush through my morning routine and then hop on the work I just felt like I had to save I had to kind of figure out and tiptoe my day around when I could work on complex things and I felt like it was always at nighttime is when my brain would work best with those things because during the day I just felt like my brain was you know struggling to wake up all day basically so that is the very 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 transformative number three (laughs) and number four is to make mundane tasks more bearable I've talked about this a lot in other routine-based episodes, but specifically relating to your job, and this tip isn't necessarily about making things more efficient and buying yourself back more time. This is just more so a mental health kind of tip, I guess you could say, with your job. But if you have any sort of routine aspect of your job that is something necessary that you have to do, but maybe it's really boring or repetitive and it doesn't require a lot of brain power, make it more interesting for yourself and not so just bleh and draining by turning on music or a podcast or playing your favorite TV show in the background or watching YouTube in the background. It can seriously just make that time go by in a much more pleasurable way than it otherwise would with you doing that task. And I know I always talk about enhancing your mundane chores like doing dishes and folding laundry and stuff by listening to music or a podcast it's kind of romanticizing the mundane I always talk about doing that with chores and everything and things like cooking but you can also do that 
with your job when it comes to those, you know, mundane tasks. And I'd say a good like 70% of the work I do is just very sort of autopilot routine mundane work but it hasn't always been that way because I know when I first started my job it felt like everything was kind of hard and complex and there wasn't that much that I did that felt like second nature and felt you know like I was on autopilot because I was learning a lot but now that I kind of know I don't know everything by any means but now I know a lot more so it feels like 70% of the work I do or like 75% I'm truly just you know doing what I know I got to do and it's very repetitive and it doesn't require a ton of brain power so I can throw on some YouTube videos and it just makes me enjoy my day a lot more you know what I mean and some days I'm not in the mood to do that and I do just want to kind of work through the day and I just kind of ask myself what I'm feeling for the day and a lot of the times I'll say it's typically music that I listen to just because I can't really watch a YouTube video but I like having them on as background noise because it kind of just feels like somebody's there with you but I'd say most of the time it typically is music. So it definitely does make it more interesting. And then, you know, going off of that, romanticize your office space as much as you can. I don't really like overhead lighting at all. So I have a cozy little lamp that I turn on. I light a candle every now and then. I try to keep as clean of a work desk space as possible. But I also, you know, have little things that make it lively, like a fake plant and just things that just make me enjoy the room and the space more. And it helps a lot with just your overall mental health when it comes to, you know, working your job. And maybe you don't work from home, but maybe you have a cubicle or, you know, a little office space in a building somewhere. And maybe you work at the field most of the time, whatever it is, you know, just try and romanticize your space as much as possible because it can, you know, make that fact of it being your home base for work it can make that whole environment a lot more enjoyable because you spend so much time there. Why not make it something you can enjoy? And last but not least is to remember to adjust your routine as necessary and really just remind yourself that routines are constants for seasons of our life, but we aren't bound to them for forever. We shouldn't expect the same routines to work for us in different seasons of life. And it's so important to remember that because as humans, we change, we you know, have different things expected of us and required of us, whether, you know, you have a significant other or if you have children, there's going to be different demands in your life in different seasons of life. And as a result, you know, you're going to have to change your routine. I have done so many different routines, like I said at the beginning of this episode, in my time as a working adult. I went through a phase where I was working out only in the evenings and I pretty much only did evening workouts, but it typically required me to come back home and do a little bit of work. And I kind of hated that because I would typically have to, you know, get off work a little bit earlier than I liked to and then go home or go work out, come home and work a little bit more. And that was typically only true of like for some of the months of the year, but I didn't really like that. I kind of liked just being able to be done with work at the end of the day and starting the day earlier, which is like what I try to do unless, you know, I can't because of other urgent things at work or if I have just a really long day. But ultimately, I've tried so many different routines and I've tried, you know, waking up. I've done the waking up later and just kind of getting onto work very in, in a very rushed way with, you know, rushing my morning routine and just kind of getting on 30 minutes after I wake up. And that worked for a season of my life. And, and that was what I liked for a period of time. 
but right now I'm like obsessed with my routine and I absolutely love it and don't get me wrong if I'm not feeling well or I have days where my body is just feeling very fatigued I don't force myself to go to a workout class if I'm feeling that way but I still think giving myself that time before work is very powerful for me right now in this season of life because I have a lot of extra things that I have to do with content creating and with planning a wedding and having that extra time in the morning for me that is unbothered is so valuable so I really cherish it and really this last tip is more so about just having that reminder that you know if something feels like it's no longer working for you then that's a signal to change it and to start experimenting and doing something else and remind yourself that just because a routine worked for you once or just because you see a routine work for someone else doesn't mean that it's going to work for you or that it's going to work for you for forever and different seasons of life are going to require you to switch things up and try new things and do different things and it's so important to remember that and you know you're not a failure if it stops working for you and you have to change things up it just means you got to change something up for a season of life and that's fine so this is more so of a reminder for the last point but I know for me I used to try and make routines that I would see online work for me that I would see other people do or I would be doing a routine solely for the aesthetic of it and then I was like this is actually adding no value to my life whatsoever and once you kind of let go of that sort of idea that things need to look a certain way and sort of take away the performative aspect of routines and really just find what adds and creates value for you your overall mental health and emotional health and just your quality of life in general will just truly skyrocket and that's truly how I feel like I feel like that's happened with my life in the last three months of doing this routine that I'm on I just feel like I am in a lot more control of my own time whereas I used to just feel like it was always out of my control and I didn't like that feeling and while I don't really have control over what happens between like 8 30 and like 6 usually most of the time I still have that morning time no matter what you know like nobody's taking that from me and that's why I appreciate that morning time so much and why I value getting up two and a half hours before work so much so that is all I have for this week's episode I hope you all enjoyed it and I hope you all got something out of it and just really remind yourself to try different things out and see what helps you and helps you know your overall quality of life and creates value for you and implement it and keep it for as long as it works and then switch things up when it doesn't but i hope you all enjoy be sure to leave a review like i said and thank you all so much for listening and i will talk to you all next monday